So it's a restless night. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So... I think we know how Eddie's feeling when she wakes up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And, like, what is her getting ready for this day, this trial look like? I feel like she's, like... <laughs> like buttoning her tunic up like all the way to the neck. Uh-huh. Just like trying to like So you're not wearing your your like court orc thing? She's wearing it over. Okay. Oh, so this not is like the an whole un- garb. this is like an undershirt yeah. sort of situation. Okay, gotcha. She's like trying to like cover as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> like subconsciously trying to like hermit. Yeah. Like hide a little bit. But she's like She's, like, psyching herself up. She's, like, distracting herself by, like, braiding her hair Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, just a monotonous activity. Yeah. (laughs) And she is just, like, trying. She's trying simultaneously to, like, remember everything but then forget everything because she doesn't want to be biased. Right, right. But Edney's also a petty bitch, so. True. (laughs) So I think Latima comes in. Yeah. And she's dressed really nicely. Uh Uh-huh. Still no she amulet? Had, still no amulet. Hmm. Um, to be fair, she hasn't been acting any different. She's still been saying prayers under her breath, using right. religious, all that stuff, but no amulet. Um, and she, uh, she has like, the, the orcish equivalent of a croissant and a coffee for you <laughs> and her both. Tight. She's like, are you ready? I feel like Edney does like a big like like a pro football like shake the whole face like flapping the arms like letting it all loose and then she just like as I will ever be let's do this okay um so you get down there and there's like a there's like a door for you like you can like peer through it Mm -hmm. um and Latima goes first because you're gonna get introduced right and you see that like and maybe you catch this from like a window going down the stairs from higher up in the keep. Most of the town's turned out and they're like crowding around mm. the um around the keep. <laughs> and you can see in there that um up on the high like at the high table, like the, the large chair that Duncan normally sits in is like set out very clearly for you. Wicker's standing right next to it, Meridian and Skua and Latima are kind of in a so they're they're clearly being uh, acting as officials, but they're less important. Mm-hmm. Um, Thema Brim Brim's the person Brim left in charge, and it's mostly the elves who mm-hmm. have these people on lockdown. Um, but there's like thirty some people like kneeling and and like one part of the hall with Goldwyn and Amber and uh, the soothsayer who you remember was called Arrowake. Um, and they're all like in a kneeling position mm-hmm. um, with like shackles on. And then over in another corner, or not another corner, but next to them is uh, Zalka. Um, and she doesn't have um, any manacles on because they've figured out that she can just shapeshift her way out of any manacles. Yeah. So what they have is like five like elves with spears pointed at her at like all times. <laughs> like she's just like. Like in her case, like you, it's it's one of those things where like whenever whenever you see in like a, a show or a movie mm-hmm. when like a superhero is like shackled up or like a supervillain, right. like how they have to do like all these extra things mm-hmm. to get around their powers, it's kind of that sort of situation. But they don't have extra things; mm-hmm. they just have 
Spears. Spears, yeah. I think right now she looks like just... Just so pretty. Mm -hmm. Just so, like, but, like, kicked puppy dog pretty. Like, she is just, she's just working that as hard as she can to just elicit all the sympathy. Um, And then you get called in. I think Wicker announces you. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a lady of Lone Tree. Etni. And, like, I think your family's here watching. Of course they are. Oh, and they got, like, whatever the equivalent of front row seats are. Yeah. You know. And they look, they look, what, how do they look? They look so... Like, just, like, how could somebody do this to our community? Oh, my God. Like, that's exactly how they look. You know? (laughs) Dear God. Oh, no. So you're called, and, like, people are starting to, like, clap. And... Do you go in? you go out? Oh, I go in. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, like, you take your seat in the... Mm. The throne. Um, And... Wicker steps forward, and like there's a big space in the middle where the circle is, the the magic circle that he put down for the people. For the people, and he says, "For Goldwyn, Ambert, Aroake, and the other dissenters, you stand accused of conspiring to overthrow Lord Duncan, attempting to summon a demon." and assaulting the sibling of an ambassador along with his associates. Lady Lone Tree, please select a representative to stand for the group. Mm. Who does that need call? I think she calls Ambert. Interesting. Interesting move. So Ambert comes forward and like <sighs> the elves aren't kind right. to him. They're rough. They're really rough on him. Because these are the people who tried to kill Brim. And the, the elf soldiers love Brim. Right. Like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> um, so they like shove him into the circle like really harshly. Like almost like head to the ground. At the very least, shoving his knees into the ground really right. hard. Um, and the moment he's there, the 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 circle glows for a second, mm-hmm. um, leaving just this like, like it seems like he's like struggling to breathe a little bit. Hmm. Um, and then Wicker says, "The lady will now question the accused." I feel like Etni's just kind of like mulling over her whole history. Right, with Ambert. Yeah. And it's like, like she kind of, she wants to put some authority onto him just for how awful he's always been to Duncan, but does so Mm -hmm. like slightly. She goes, Ambert, can you tell me in your own words why you're here today? He, he, like, you can see he, like, he tries to say something that is both not the truth and probably something shitty. Mm -hmm. And, like, the words, he doesn't get anything out. He's like, 
and like you can see it like hurts and he like comes down like he like hunches over Mm -hmm. he says we were trying to get rid of you and duncan and those fucking orcs we were gonna summon a demon so that we could beat duncan something strong enough Ah, and we're here because that fucking elf caught us and his monster that horned bitch Ah. and like the moment he stops talking he can like breathe a little better again Mm -hmm. I think the the orcs in the audience are like, yep, this is how crime happens. Like, <laughs> like they're very like nonplussed. Yeah. I think the elves are a little taken aback. Yeah. By just magic in general, because mm-hmm. it's not not all of them have seen like the crazy shit yet. Right. Um. I think the. I think the the and then the rest of them are kind of like all a little like, thrown by how painful that looked. Mm-hmm. Um. And you get to, you kind of get the sense that Ambert is just not has no real wherewithal to resist this, like, mm. and so it any time he tries, it is Too so hard. hard for him. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what he says. I feel like Edney kind of is just like nodding. Mm-hmm. She like leans back in the throne. Yeah. And then like leans forward again. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I'm in my groove. Right. I can do this. This is whatever. Um, she asks him. Amber, did your followers come naturally? Or was this something that you forced in the minds of others? See, okay, so you're, this is me, Dane. Yeah. You're asking a kind of a big question Hell on yeah, whether or not if whether or not if I like ontologically think if propaganda is forcing or well, if you know, like come if, willingly, if people came willingly, like yeah, it could be like propaganda, like people hear hearsay and they're like, yeah, I kind of think that, and then they slowly fall down the rabbit hole, right? Or whether like. People may have started doing that, and then Amber and Goldwyn were like, "No, like you're fucking here, like." Oh, like you, you're 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 asking if, like, like who if did you we get in? Can you leave? Yeah, like who did we question about it? I don't remember. Greg, you correct Greg. question, Greg. Yeah. Um, Amber's like, people came of their own free will. We tried to keep them there, for sure. But we never stopped anyone who tried to leave. Never. That seemed difficult to choke out. This is painful. I'm sorry about that. Don't... (coughs) Amber. What were you trying to summon? The soothsayer called it the Wolf King. Do you understand what that is? 
Not really. He said it'd be strong. Strong enough to kill Duncan. Did you or Goldwyn plan to rule or was part of the deal that the Wolf King would have? Goldwyn would have Duncan's position and I would have had yours. The soothsayer said that the Wolf King would be like a dog on a chain. And she kind of like looks over at this guy. Mm-hmm. It's like eyeing him up and down. He's not in the circle. He won't give you nothing. No, I know but... he won't, but I'm eyeing him. <laughs> yeah. Um, what you do know from notes people left to you is mm-hmm. that Ingvild knows mm-hmm. what this thing was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's one of her brothers. Gotcha. She, she, it's one of the original vampires. Um, and she makes note that probably nothing could have chained that sort of thing. Like, she's like, that. if they had let that out, that thing probably just would have, like, murdered everyone until we killed it. Yeah. If we could have killed it. Right. Um, so. So you know what the truth is. But very yeah. clearly, the mm-hmm. soothsayer did not give them all the information. Right. And that's why she's like... Right. <laughs> like you, to be fair, we don't really know if, if R.O. Ake knew either. Sure. This is true. Not everybody has the oldest non-god being in the world to ask questions of. This is very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like she she asks Ambert, what have we done wrong by you? You took our power. You burnt our home. You let in people who aren't our people live here. You fell out of a sky on a boat. Took control of everything. Made all of the choices for us. You tried to, you tried to enchant Amber, or Goldwyn, to make him do what you wanted. You let little William die. I don't care what you say. We would have been fine. Amber, with respect, you or Goldwyn could have won your deal with Duncan. Do you think about this? I don't know what his response here is, because from his perspective, they don't... They view Duncan in such a different way Mm -hmm. than you do. Right. And you knew that he didn't use any of his powers in that first fight, or the second one. Right. 
I don't think they know that. They think he cheated. Does he say that? Yeah, he's like, he cheated. He's, he's magic. Ambert and Edney's kind of like, getting like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like authoritative. Do you stand? Yeah, she stands. She stands and she like, kind of starts walking towards Down him. Down the steps towards yeah. him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Power move. Mm-hmm. Even though she's so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> but she looks at him. She goes, if I stepped in this circle right now, I would say these words to you. Duncan is a man of honor who would not have overpowered you simply because he's magic. I don't know what doesn't make that obvious to you. It's never been the fact that he is a paladin. It's never been the fact that he has something that so few people from Old Lone Tree ever had a chance to know. He saw you as an equal and dueled as an equal and won as an equal. He's an equal... He can't retort. (laughs) I wish that that was a lie. I wish the stigma that you've built up in your brain was true. The fact is, you live in this world, this world that is beyond Lone Tree, this world that knows things beyond you and me, And you were lucky enough to be on the cusp of one of the greatest unities of people that this world has ever seen in the middle of the greatestly dividing war that this world has ever seen. The war that could have taken your life had we not stepped in. And I'm not saying I need your gratitude. I'm saying... Duncan has always been one of you. I have become one of you. We are equals. And I'm sorry if there's nothing I can do to change that. And the room is like pin drop silent. Yep. And then he walks back up. I think Wicker looks down and he's very, you've known Wicker a little while now. And he's yeah. like keeping most of his face clean. His mm-hmm. eyes are beaming. Right. Like, you know how like sometimes in Harry Potter, like they describe Dumbledore's eyes when he looks at Harry. Twinkling. Twinkling. That's exactly what's happening right now. Yeah. My lady, says Wicker. Have you heard enough from those accused? And he gestures to the, the large group. Mm-hmm. I do believe so. Ambert, you may step out of the circle. And he, like, Ambert, like, struggles to do so and, like, falls. And I think the elves have to, like, drag him back. Because mm. it took a lot out of him. Mm. My lady, would you prefer a recess or shall we just move on to the second trial? 
think I know what has to be done. We may move on. Excellent. And he looks at the the group of dissenters and he says, Sentencing is tomorrow. My good guards and soldiers, would you escort them from the premises? And they do. And like Pete, the crowd makes way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a few minutes, after like everything kind of gets settled again, mm-hmm. Wicker steps forward and says, Zolka is accused of stealing from 67 odd villagers. She's accused of identity theft, disturbing the peace Assaulting the Lord of Lone Tree and the Lady of Tree Breakwater. Bring her forward. And the and the five or six elves like push her up mm-hmm. and bring her over. Is she like kind of trying not to? Nope. No, she's, she she's good. No, she's good. Okay. And they drop her in the circle. And they like they make like a half circle around her mm-hmm. um, so that you can have direct line of sight on her but they'll just stab her in the back right she gets into the circle and looks like there's nothing wrong in the world of course (laughs) and she just looks up at you and like cocks her head Mm -hmm. can we really quick go over what Etni knows and remembers about Zalka yeah so, you saw her once, but you didn't know you were seeing her. Right. When she fled from the scene of Thorne and Jackson's fight. Right. And then Thorne mentioned her a couple of times. Yeah. And it was clear that she and Thorne were, were in a relationship. Right. A relatively serious one. Mm-hmm. Um, if kind of on again, off again, because they were not often in the same place. Yeah. Um. And you, and the way Thorne made it out to be is that while he really liked her, she was a particularly bad influence on him. Right. Um, although he also copped to the fact that, like, I can't really lay that at another person's feet, can mm-hmm. I? Um, and then what information was left for you is that Salka has been impersonating Thorne's ghost in order to freak people out to break into their homes to steal things that included stealing from that he was eventually caught when she stole Vea's earrings mm-hmm. and then Duncan did all his quest magic stuff to like right. track her down. Mm-hmm. And then the three of them. And I know all this. Yes. Okay. And then Duncan, Vea and Zalka got into a, into a fight, mm-hmm. which Zalka was outmatched, outclassed by far. And yeah. Lost that fight. And also she somehow got a hold of Thorn's sword. That's how Duncan got the sword mm-hmm. back. So that is what you know about Zalka going in. Mm-hmm. Zalka, how long did it take you to get up to Tyria? Hmm. A month. A month, that's quite quick from where I recall last seeing you. Did Etni frame that as a question? Mm-hmm. Yes. And how many months have you been here? None. Hmm. I'm curious what 
persuaded you to venture so far north so quickly? So real quick, uh, you do know that she that they were that people have been seeing a ghost and being thieved from for about two weeks. Right. So she didn't lie. No, she has not been here a full month. Yeah. And you said you're curious why she came this way mm-hmm. to steal. Here. Yes. I want to remind you, you have some court moves and some things from being in charge of Lone Tree. Just so, like, court intrigue is a good thing mm-hmm. um, for you to just be aware of. And you can also, mm-hmm. you can use discern realities here. Mm-hmm. I just want to be clear. If it hasn't become clear yet, Zalka is much better at dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Like, she's able to give one word answers. She seems to have mm-hmm. a certain amount of control over right. herself still. Is this a diplomatic affair, though? Yes. Yes, it is. Interesting. The last one was not. Right. This is. This is. Hmm. So do you want to read the court intrigue move? I do. So, when the ruler or the representatives meet with someone for diplomatic affairs, ask the GM two questions from the list below. They will answer truthfully. My answer, or my questions that can be answered are, is there an ambush waiting for me? What are they really feeling? What is my best way out of this? Who is watching? Mm. And I want to ask those first two questions. Is there an ambush waiting for me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't know how, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it becomes clear to you that like, There is a lot more to what's going on with Zalka. Yeah. And that I'm taking a really broad view of Ambush right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not in this moment. Right. <laughs> um, but if you can't get the right information out of her, mm-hmm. there is a, con- a serious consequence waiting for you. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Um, what are they really feeling? Spite. Spite. Spite and recognition. Hmm. She's like... Like, she gets recognition when her eyes flash to Meridian. And then she flashes back to you. And then she smiles. And she turns into Thorn. Ew. And, like, grins broadly. Oh, no. And I think Meridian, like, reaches for her axe. Right. Um... And, like, starts tearing up. And I think Skua has to take her out of the courtroom. Mm-hmm. I want to know how Etni reacts. I feel like Etni is, like, like if, if, her, if her emotions are, like, a, a glass of water, mm-hmm. almost all of it is, like, bitch whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the very bottom, there's, like, a tiny little drop of food coloring. Mm-hmm. That wants to blackfire her nose into another fucking dimension. Like, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that gets huge gasps from the audience. Mm -hmm. Like, just like. (gasps) Yeah. I feel like that needs, that needs like nails digging. Mm -hmm. Like a little bit, like on the throne. Yeah. And she's like. Do you wear that face because you feel 
Like it will put you in a place where you can hurt me? Yes. I wanted to hurt her too. And it worked. So you come... I want to be clear. She kept her own voice though. Right. Which is really creepy. Yeah. Like it looks like it should be... Because like Thorne had like a deep dude voice, right? right? Like... And instead, just this silky, inky woman's voice came, comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Edney feels, like, itchy a little bit. Also, she's probably wearing kind of, like, raggedy, like, prisoner's clothes that mm-hmm. are pretty low cut. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she do- she can't transform well enough to take her tattoos away, right? Mm-hmm. So it is missing your handprints mm-hmm. on there. Right. Nanny's just thinking to herself. Zolka, is your business your own? Or do you come with others? Do you mean other people's business or other people? Anything that is not simply your own. Yes. Smart, you're down to yes and no questions. Mm-hmm. Much harder to <laughs> much harder to work your way out of those. Right. <laughs> and have you always come? Not just as yourself? Or did you discover someone else to align with after you got here? Before. Hmm. And then he's just like looking at her like wearing Thorne's face like, fucking stop it. Fucking yeah. Stop it. Get you the fuck away from me. <laughs> like it's starting to bother her the more she has to look at it. Um, I think she like closes her eyes and like mm-hmm. she can't make her eyes glow, but mm-hmm. like she does turn them purple for a second. Mm-hmm. She can't talk back to you, but like she can do this. Yeah, she can do all her... <laughs> yeah she's being a real real nasty piece of work right she's now being a big old shit mm-hmm. oh man I want to ask her oh man Zolka how long was your business supposed to take That was never particularly clear, but had to be done within six months. And was this get up for your own fun, or is this a part of the plan? A little of both. The get up was for fun, just helped with the plan. Nanny's like, <laughs> how could this possibly help with the plan? <laughs> like, what? Like, Thorn was like this, like, wandering nobody. Um, or so she thought. 
I think I think you can put together that basically the reason that it helps mm-hmm. is that people do know who Thorn is. Right. And it's a viable like it was easier. It's easier to steal from people if you get caught, if you look like a ghost of something that could be really a ghost. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like just conveniently mm-hmm. easy. I don't think it's the get up is not about some political something. Mm-hmm. Like it's she didn't have to for whatever she was doing. She mm-hmm. did not have to be Thorn. She didn't have to have Thorn's face and voice. Gotcha. That was mostly for fun. It just happens to like help a little. Mm-hmm. Zolka, where are the things that you have stolen? And if they are not in one place, what have you done with them? Oh, you don't need to... Duncan got all their stuff back. Oh, he did? He found it all? Yeah, because she... What was it? Oh, she hid it. There's like a small cave up near Thorn's Mm -hmm. grave. Right. And so she hid everything in there. Mm -hmm. And she had just stolen the earrings and stashed them away. So Mm -hmm. Duncan had like a beeline magic Mm -hmm. draw to it. So Duncan just found it. So everybody's stuff has already been returned. What stuff? Literally just valuables. Interesting. Like people's like silver, like literal silverware, any mm-hmm. cash that they had lying around mm-hmm. because people don't really use cash anymore. So there's probably relatively unguarded, like small, like bags and caches of like cash where it's just like, well, this doesn't help us anymore. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm just going to leave it on the desk over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, it just looked like a bunch of smash and grabs stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, she probably stole Byron Bellows, like, best sword. Mm-hmm. Like, just anything that was, like, would fetch a decent price. Mm-hmm. Zolka, do you have an accomplice in this room? No, he's smarter than that. No. That's me, Dane, saying he's smarter than that. Not her saying that. She oh. just says no. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Etni does not know that 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 mm. I said that. That's 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 me. That's just Taylor me. knows. Taylor knows. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have to gain from what other plan you were taking part in? Me personally. Yes. A little satisfaction. Anything? A little bit of a distraction. Zolka, do you know... something about the war that you'd care to share? No. Do you have something you think I should know? No. Your wordings are very are catching you right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Andy's like kind of like yeah. putting it together. <laughs> Do I know you're accomplice? 
No. No as in not well, or no as in I've never heard of them? Never heard of them. Zolka, are you familiar with the way that trials work in Orkish culture? No. Most of the options for punishment, I feel, are too giving for your character. However, the worst option has rarely been dished out. Do you believe that I have that power over you right now? Yes. Good. I want to know what your plan is to get out of all of this. The moment I can shift my way into something else, slip away. I've seen many, many faces. There's no prison that can hold me. If it's time for the executioner's block, or Pike, she looks over her shoulder. Well, there's not much I can do about that one. I feel like Edney wants to laugh, but like holds it back. It's like I want to be clear. She yeah. can't really conceive of the punishment you're talking about. Oh yeah, which is probably something that. Would ruin her. Would ruin her. Yeah. Ruin her. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why Edney holds back the laugh. Right. Because, like, she's a she's a hardened criminal. She has made peace with the whole, like, I could be executed thing. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal. But most, ex- most times when you get executed, there's a little bit of an in-between period where she could slip away. Mm-hmm. She's really good at slipping away. Shapeshift small enough to look like the she's gotten out already. Mm-hmm. Then knock somebody like it's, yeah. She's really good at it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I feel like Edna is like mulling over if she actually wants to like bring down the hammer or not. Well, judgment's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that has been good is that the elves have been, like, guarding her in shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so you probably have one more night before, like, there's no more guards to, like, shift out. Yeah. So you'll have time. She won't get away tonight. Okay. She she fully expects for you to throw her in a dungeon. That mm-hmm. She thinks that there's probably literally a dungeon under where she's standing right now that you're going to throw her and she'll get out of there whenever she gets out of there. Right. But is is that? I think Wicker gives you a look. Like, is that is that it? Are you? Because to be fair, this questioning's gone on a little while, mm-hmm. and it, she's already confessed essentially mm-hmm. to the crime. Right. So. Yeah. I feel like Edney like does like a pose like that, like leans forward, mm-hmm. like towards Zoka, mm-hmm. and says. I don't believe I need to know more. 
she smiles. Mm-hmm. Um, with Thorne's face. Mm-hmm. And she know, knew him well enough mm-hmm. to be able to smile like him right. Right. Um, like that, the wicked sort of grin before he took you through the thunderstorm or threw himself into a fight or whatever. Probably the wicked grin he would wish he wouldn't remember. But it's the one she likes. And he like sneers and looks away. She gets pulled out and like the court kind of dis- disperses, like things mellow out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after a while. Hey everyone, it's me, Dane. You're here with me in the intermission. Thanks for listening to the Level 1 podcast. Uh, it means the world that you listen. We work so hard to make it for you. So thanks for, thanks for being here. Um, as always, you can follow us at level underscore podcast on Twitter. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you found us. It helps other people find the show and helps us build an audience, so thanks for taking the time to do that. Um, special thanks, as always, this week to Sage Latora and Adam Cowell for designing Dungeon World. Special thanks also to TabletopAudio.com, which is where all of our sound effects, sound designs come from. Um, you can go there and uh, kind of up your personal at-the-table game. It's a really cool thing. Go take the time to check it out. Additional thanks to Chris Wilson, who designed the Elementalist playbook. Some thanks to Peter Johansson, who built the Vampire, Baron, and Warlord playbooks, all of which made a huge difference in this season. Um, Firebrands was designed by D. Vincent Baker, and music was by Dane Fogdahl. Well, it looks like that's it for the intermission. Um, We're here for the role-playing, not so much the rolling. I've kept you here too long. Let's get back to the show. disperses like things mellow out mm-hmm. um, I think after a while a very quiet dinner is held in the main hall for you and Latima's there Wicker's mm-hmm. there I think Skua comes down mm-hmm. um, but she says Meridian's Meridian won't be joining us yeah. I'm, I'm sorry I understand that was not easy is she okay she will be she doesn't feel like she has much to contribute and would rather be with her thoughts. I get it. Believe me, I do. I think Wicker's the one who kind of brings it up. It's like, do you want to talk about what you think the punishments should be? And I assume you judge them both groups guilty. I do. I do. I do. All parties confessed one way or another. As angry as I was about Goldwyn and Ambert, I... I remember harboring those feelings before I realized what I was. About magic and... You didn't act upon them. Never. Those two men intended to release a monster on everyone. They almost did, if not for Brim, 
and and then your quick action if not for Ingvild and that higher gentleman they confessed to working on this for a year do you believe that they can be rehabilitated I don't think that I don't think that we have been doing much rehabilitation of their worldview. This is a place of deep magic and I understand why they may feel even in such ignorant and barbaric ways excluded. So you wish to What do you wish to do? I wish they be mentored. The second punishment. I do. Stripped of all possessions. And who would you see them with? What sort of family? It will mean for the time being that I believe Egwene and Ambert's relationship will have to be put on hold. Until their sentence is served, they cannot marry. To be to remind you, that's not going to no, be a I problem. No, 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 I just don't remember if Edney knows. She does. Duncan she told her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if... Hmm. Let's just say that I hope that at the end of it that he becomes somebody a queen could marry. I hope so, too. Perhaps it would be best if they were with orcish families. I'll see if I can drum up some suitable some volunteers. Thank you. What about the soothsayer? Someone who practices magic, someone who... was intentionally... Using it to bring I'm unsure if he is full of malice or if he was performing a job. It is a little late now to find out, unfortunately. I believe he deserves the same, but with He will be stripped of all possessions. Magic is a possession. I wish him to live with a refugee family. It, it can be done. I think Latima says that it can be done. And the others in their group? I will take the time to set aside to determine where their ignorance had come from and whether they are hosted by refugees or hosted by orcs. Perhaps all they need is counseling. 
they seemed more misguided. Drawn by a cult of personality. Which he thinks about Greg. Right. It may also be a wise political move to be very light on the majority of them. I will not have them stripped of anything, however, I do think that some time with the farmers and near the healing houses would be good. Community service. And Zalka. I fear you'll judge me for what I'm about to say. I think Skua puts a hand on your arm. I didn't know. Zolka. Personally, before this encounter. Truly, I've only heard hearsay, but... I think you can see it in Wicker's eyes. He's much better at hiding it than you or... You or Meridian, but... You can see that... Watching his son like that was heartbreaking for him. Yeah. And he's trying to show restraint. Mm -hmm. He's like, his move is to meant to shut down and be business. Mm -hmm. But you can see it in his eyes that he wants you to say it. She's a danger for her crimes and she's a danger for all crimes not committed here. Her power comes from people. I think it fitting. Banishment. Banishment. I'm gonna go to sleep. That is a difficult spell. And I will need my rest. Of course. I think you can hear down the hall, like him like suck in breath, like he's like, I'm away from everyone, I can now start crying. Aww. <laughs> That's so sad. She's just, that was just such a jerk thing to do for just on her part. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> not cute. No, not cute. <laughs> so what is that night like and what's the next morning like before, like... On the day of the next day, of the day of judgments and punishments. I feel like the night is, like, Latima staying up with Etni mm -hmm. for a little bit. And, like, kind of trying to talk to her. And then he's like, like, just, like, be here, please. I think Latima gets drawn away because she, um, she has an adopted son. Right. Who comes and knocks on the door and mm -hmm. he's like... Mama, is it bedtime? <laughs> and she's like, it's bedtime. Are you, Lady Etni, would it be alright if I put him to bed? I can come back afterwards. No, you, you don't have to come back. You can go. Okay. And she picks up her son and um, walks out. I feel like Etni, like, is like looking at it like all the purple in the cloak. Mm -hmm. Hanging up. Does she go visit the grave that night instead of, like, sleeping? Like, does she toss and turn all night and then just, like, 
Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want that scene? Yeah. So we, we see Edney on the top of the mountain looking down at Thorne's body in under the crystal. Mm-hmm. Does she say anything? Yeah, I feel like she is just like totally unfiltered yeah. at this point and just like like almost like a kid at like the aquarium where like there's for some reason like a little fish tank that they can like be on top of. Mm-hmm. She kind of like lays on top of it. Mm-hmm. Just looking straight down at him. It's some it's it's a late spring night, so mm-hmm. like the moon is full, so mm-hmm. you get like the whole like you can see him. Mm-hmm. I feel like she is just kind of like mulling through everything that just happened like at mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Just like I can't tell if he would have laughed or I'm starting to not remember how you would have reacted. And yet, she knew exactly what muscles in her foul fucking face to pinch together to look just like you. I know I knew you, but it makes me sad that somebody else did too. I did it. <laughs> I put on my leader hat. Does that mean I can I can do it without you? And without Duncan. This is all really something I'm supposed to do alone. You're the only person that could ever... Stamp out the fire in me. (laughs) When it got a little too wild. And I'm starting to forget that. I'm afraid that someday the fire that you could stamp out is just going to get too much. And I'm scared that I'll be alone when that happens. And then he looks down at the crystal, like, around him now. Mm Mm-hmm. And you put the flowers there around him. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of like... They're stuck in the crystal, so they never... But they're glittering. Yeah. Like, they're like a weird material. That's why she likes them so much. It's like not like any type of flower petal she's seen before. Where, like, even though they're, like, inanimate with the crystal and the moonlight, they almost look like they're just, like, waving. Yeah. Around him. And she says, 
I know you're gone, but I also know you're not gone. Okay, I, I promise to try not to forget. She gets up from laying down. Mm-hmm. Looks like back up at the moon again. And like it was just like the way that she was laying on the crystal that made everything look like that. Mm-hmm. She gets up and it's like all stopped and she can still see him, but. She gets up. Feels like she got a lot off her chest. Before she turns around one more time, she goes, Yeah, you're right. I knew you. And it's starting to light up a little bit Mm -hmm. in the sky. Yeah. She's like, Might as well at least try to take a nap. And goes back down. I think we could cut straight to, like, the babble, like, that scene, like, ends and we can cut to, like, the babbling of, like, a courtroom, basically. And, like, Etni's there and she's got the big circles under her eyes, Mm -hmm. like, leaning as all the, all the, um, all of those who've been arrested are brought in. Mm -hmm. Who does she sentence first? I think, I think Wicker calls everything to order and he says, The Lady of Lone Tree has found... All defendants guilty. I will allow her to pass judgment. I feel like she goes bottom to top. Yeah. Um. Or it might be better. You might be better to call. Maybe Wicker is, is the one who like directs this. He calls mm-hmm. Amber, Goldwyn, and um, Arrowache for the the suits there. Um, so that you can like sentence them and be like the rest of you have this other sentence basically. Sure. Yeah. So first, Goldwyn, Ambert, and the soothsayer mm-hmm. are in front of you. You three are to receive a similar punishment, but I want to make it clear it's for different reasons. And do I know the soothsayer's name? Uh, it's been said. His his name is Arrowache. Okay. Yeah. Arrowache. I am sentencing that for your active summoning of a demon, of a vampire. You are to be stripped of all possession, including your magic. I think he, like, his eyes go wide and he, like, steps back and two elves grab him. Mm-hmm. And Wicker steps forward um, and, like, touches his forehead and, like, mm-hmm. pushes him down. Mm-hmm. Um, I never decided what color his magic was. Um, what do you think it is? I think it's, like, a... I think it's, like... Gray. Weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he glows gray and it glows brighter and brighter. And like mm-hmm. your memory flashes and you're like, oh, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. And what and Wicker's white is like all of his veins are glowing and mm-hmm. you see what he's doing. He's pulling magic from the mountain, mm-hmm. from the whole mountain range. Mm-hmm. And he's just pumping it through this guy mm-hmm. to make him like blow his whole body out like Thorn did. Um, so oh. like, he's like, he's like arms spread out and he's like screaming. Like this is horrifyingly painful. And then, like, both of his arms, like, burst in the same way Thorns did when he cast that lightning bolt. Like, what is that for you now? Two years ago? Uh, And then the guy, like, falls falls down. And, like, he's, like, breathing. And, like, Wicker says, You will be moving to work on a farm within the mountain by day's end. The elves will see to the rest of your things. And he steps back. I think Zalka's eyes go wide. Mm-hmm. She's back in that like pitiful form again. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh. <laughs> like this, they like, didn't know that was. <laughs> well. And I think Goldwyn and Amber are like looking down. Like, like if that's what that fucking guy yeah. got. <laughs> Shit. We were in charge. <laughs> oh, man. And she looks at them. Mm-hmm. And she goes. I wasn't lying yesterday. I hope you do know that. But I hope that you do know. That I cannot simply overlook everything that's happened. Based on spite and ignorance. Amber and Golden, I sentence you both... have all possessions stripped of you and to learn in a peaceful welcoming way what magic is and means you are to be mentored by orc so you can truly know what it means to be orc kin of lone tree i think the elves like push them over to some orc guards Mm -hmm. and they say we know where to take him. And then like the rest of like the the 30 some people are all kind of like looking and they're like, they're like, do we line up? Like one at a time. Like, hey, they're like whispering going on. Mm-hmm. Quiet, don't worry. I'm not sentencing you all quite as harshly, but I want you to look at me and understand that I am not overlooking ignorance. You will not be stripped of any possession, but all of you are to take seriously the rehabilitation and the counseling that you are to receive and the community service that you will be providing. I think there's a few of them that nod mm-hmm. pretty gratefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all of those people shuffle out of the room. Mm-hmm. I think the soothsayer has to be carried, though. Jesus. I fucked that guy up. Yeah. (laughs) Losing magic is not pretty. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. They bring Zalka forward. I may be making a mistake, but I'm doing it. Doing the thing. Okay. 
Solka. Etni. She's not in the circle now, so she can mm-hmm. say things. Yeah. I want you to know that I'm not sentencing you for personal bias. As much as I would like you to. Zolka. I had mentioned to you yesterday that there is a penultimate punishment for those who wrong Orc and their Orkin. As dryly and snarkily as you did it, you confessed. Nobody else did all the things you did. With that, it has seemed fit that you are to be banished. She laughs. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. I will accept my punishment with humility and grace and do my best to learn from it. And I think that's when Wicker starts stepping down. Mm-hmm. And her like eyes go wide for a second and he said and he's like tracing something in the air and mm-hmm. it's like remaining there with like the white hot of his magic mm-hmm. most of the time the white seems purifying right. or um i don't have a better way for gandalfy like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like very much like yay we're okay this time the white looked, wizard yeah. but the good one <laughs> right no this this time though it looks like he's putting a brand in the air like, you can almost hear the air sizzling, and she's, like, looking at it. And he says, You will never be within a settlement for longer than 20 minutes. You will never touch another living person. And you will never sleep within five leagues of a settlement ever again. And her eyes go wide. Mm-hmm. And, like, and he says, and, like, with his other hand, um, he, like, makes like a rip in the in the air oh god um and he start and like the ink starts coming out of her skin yeah and she's like no no you can't you can't do that fuck fuck and she like Mm -hmm. changes into thorn she's like this is the last time you're ever going to see him and he like she switches to his voice Mm -hmm. he says i hate you all and then like it rips all of it away and she turns into like a probably a more comfortable form Mm -hmm. of uh, like she's she identifies as a she, so she mm-hmm. switches to, like, last of her strength to, like, be in a body that she'll be comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the ink, like, pulls out and, like, Wicker, like, flicks his hand and it splatters on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then puts the brand on her chest and it, like, burns. And then, like, it doesn't seem to have hurt her, but she, like, drops to her knees for a second. Shocked. And then, like, she's, like, she starts, like, looking confused Mm-hmm. And then, like, she stands up mm-hmm. and then starts walking out of town. And she looks like she didn't mean to do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Betty how Etni. You, yeah. How does Etni feel? Triumphant. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow confused. Mm-hmm. And... Triumphant both over Zolka, but in the fact that it didn't affect her when she turned into Thorn this time. 
Right. It seems like the whole group of people who would have been affected did a lot better this time. Yeah. So, what does the rest of the week look like? <laughs> <laughs> I think that Etni's just kind of doing a lot of... This is a fucked up comparison, but like Obama press tour after Osama bin Laden was killed kind of thing of people being like, is shit good? Like, is did, did, did the thing happen? Yeah. Are we okay? Yeah. Like, that was all super fucked up. We saw everything that just happened. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, like, yay, but... Uh... Orc justice is weird to <laughs> yeah. me. Because on the one hand, it's like so focused around rehabilitation mm-hmm. and like... Yeah, we don't lock people up. We don't murder people. Mm-hmm. But then there's that other... The last one feels to me like... Okay. Like, that's... That's fucked. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I feel like it's a lot shit. of that. Of people being like, yay, yay? but... Ugh. Yeah, so like the next... The rest of like... Basically Thursday through Saturday mm-hmm. is, is like... You like... A lot of people from the 30 families. Yeah, and like being like, okay, so this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to come work the farm here. Mm-hmm. You're going to show up here to like do mm-hmm. counseling. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. And yeah. like this taking, Amber, taking Amber and Goldwyn through like, this is your new host family. You're... Take it Sorry. seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like imagine the rest of it is like you and Latima like checking on each construction project, like doing that kind of circle every day, making sure yeah, you like trying to like get back into like normalcy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Very much. For sure. Yes. So I think we can skip ahead to the next week then. Yeah. So it's it's Sunday. It's been a week since everybody fucking left. Right? start taking off across the across the like the expanse of Tyria so I think it's time that we roll a move that we haven't rolled in a little bit undertake a perilous journey someone want to read that one out for me when you travel through hostile territory (laughs) choose one member of the party to act as a trailblazer one to scout ahead, and one to be quartermaster. The same character cannot have two jobs. If you don't have enough party members or choose not to assign a job, treat that job as if it had rolled a six. Each character with a job to each character with a job to do rolls plus wisdom. On a ten plus, the quartermaster reduces the amount of rations required by one. On a ten plus, the trailblazer reduces the amount of time it takes to reach your destination. The GM will determine how much. On a 10 plus, the scout will spot any trouble quick enough to let you get the drop on it. On a 7 to 9, each roll performs their job as expected. Normal amount of rations, the journey takes about as long as expected. No one gets the drop on you, but you don't get the drop on them either. Alright. What do you want to... So, and you guys have enough NPCs with you that I'll... Yeah. I think you should assign a job to someone else there. Mm-hmm. So, what are you guys doing? And then, who fills in the gap? Ingvild could probably do a job really well. Yeah. But would she do a job? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> um, I think Haya should be our... Oh. Hmm. 
To- I think Tograph could be like quartermaster. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, he knows what's going on. Uh, and then what do you want? I guess it would make the most sense if I was doing the trailblazing. And then you would be scout. No, that neither of those makes sense. I guess I would be scout probably. Okay, I mean, or I guess I do. I have to do a job. You don't, but an NPC cannot do a job as well as a as a player okay. character. There's so no I'll, there's no possibility that Trograph will roll a ten. I'll trailblaze and you can scout. Okay, okay. So we don't add anything. We just roll pure. Roll plus wisdom. Plus wisdom. Okay. So you're rolling with a plus one, and Sam's rolling with a plus two. Yes, plus two. Yeah. So will you're trailblazing? Shit. Mm. I got a four. <laughs> hey, Mark XP. We'll come back to that. That sucks. I'm like, that don't worry, suck. guys. I'll really get us there. Don't worry. Uh, plus two. That is a nine. These dice are cursed. All right, and Telegraph <laughs> does a seven. So, oh, okay. All right. Um. Dang. That is that is not the one we wanted to lose. That is not awesome. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm going to be rolling different dice from here on out. <laughs> These dice. So, so Tyria is beautiful. And it, this this first part of the leg of the journey takes about two, three weeks. Um, which is a little longer than you didn't, and had anticipated. Um, which isn't too bad. Because, um, of course, Tograph is, has kept the, uh, the, the weird uh, paper hawk. So he's communicating with his uncles, letting them know mm-hmm. on our, your guys' estimated arrival time <laughs> um <laughs> they got like a board yeah like, airport <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's only one thing on the board <laughs> um but the thing you just didn't account for is the fact that while spring interior is beautiful it still snows sometimes uh-huh. and i think you you don't get people out of a blizzard and you have to go through it and it just is a motherfucker um and it's but it is truly beautiful. Um, like if the flowers are blooming. Um, last time you were you experienced a spring here, Duncan, you were desperately trying to put your community get together uh-huh. so you couldn't enjoy it. So on the road, it's kind of great. Um, I think something that does happen on the on the road, and Sam, we'll get to your scouting as as we go. Um, is I think Ingvild comes into camp one night, and I think only. I think only Duncan and Brim are up, and she like sits down next to you two, and she just sort of point blank says like, "I, I need to eat." Like I think her eyes look like a little like she's got huge bags under her eyes and stuff, and she's like, "I've regenerated a lot of limbs, and I've only eaten once in forty years still, so I, I need to eat again." Um. So. I think I can take this one. I don't think Duncan really says anything. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fine. <laughs> Duncan's already made enough sacrifices. <laughs> also, I'm kind of like her responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a responsibility to like return the favor in a way. Yeah. She's like, okay. Um, Duncan, would you mind keeping an eye on this? Sure. Um, I am very hungry and she like cracks her neck. She's like, if you wouldn't mind intervening if something goes wrong. Oh, 
I'll do, I'll do my best. <laughs> Just tr- also try your best to not have anything go wrong. I promise. And she like steps, she kneels down in front of Brim. Um, and she says, are you ready? Yeah, well, am I picking or what What happens here? How does well, this work again? She's like, she's like, I'll, I'll just touch your forehead like this. And she places two fingers on your forehead. <laughs> and then her, th- and she's like, and then my eye will open and we'll share an emotion. And then I will take it from you. So I lose the ability to feel that emotion for this is, I'm just asking you as a GM. Uh, no, she's like, it's literally like, you, you know how you can feel happy at one point in your day? Yeah. And then like, you'll mellow out and then you'll maybe feel happy about the exact same thing. Yeah. It's like if during the middle of that happy, she stepped in and just sort of like yoinked that away and like mellowed you out early. Oh. Um, and you can come back to it, but like, she doesn't like taking something and it's very intimate and private and she doesn't like just doing it to somebody. So it's not like, does she have the ability to remove someone's emotion forever? Yeah. It can go bad, like it, and leave and like, like a shell, of and a... memories can get fucked up. Like she can hurt people with this. Wow. It's why she's so careful, and it's why she really likes. <clears throat> it's really important to her that she gets like someone's like consent to do this. Yeah, I think she's been in situations where she's had to like attack someone with this, and it, she hates doing it. Mm-hmm. So okay, she's waiting for your. Oh yeah, okay, we can do this. Yeah, and she's like, just so I'm ready. What are you planning on giving me? Home. Okay, yeah. so describe that feeling and like what memories you use to conjure it up. Well, I think I think about uh, growing up with my brother. Mm-hmm. I think about like like the dinners like that we had as a family, and mm-hmm. how like my dad always like took time to have have the dinners. And, and I those, think about like the drinking the what like the lemonade called? and like the hot chocolate, the special moments you had. Yeah, yeah, playing chess and yeah. then like drinking the the what do we call them the coronos yeah the coronos (laughs) drinking the coronos on the on the the, on the pier watching the windsurfers yeah yeah i think it's just kind of a general feeling okay about family and home and like kind of intermixed roll a defy danger with constitution she is ravenous god damn it so like are you really gonna do this to me? <laughs> I am gonna do this to you. Um, so, Will, you're, you're can I aid by no. keeping a lookout? You will get you will get sucked in. <sighs> can this. I change the emotion? Oh, yeah, I, I guess Fuck. I don't want to be. Um, so yeah, so Duncan, you're watching this, and like Brimgar's eyes close as he's like starting to recall, and her third eye opens and like just laser focused on him. Oh my! God. And you can like you can feel it. Like it's ta- it's like tangible in the air. This is so bad. If I lose these emotions, it's gonna completely change my character. <laughs> It's like the crux of who you are. Yeah, exactly. It's the crux of who I am. I didn't remember that I had to roll a defy danger. Maybe Uh, No, this is the first time she's had to do this. Um, So here's the other thing, though, Sam. For a second, Brimgar and Ingvild are, like, deeply connected. Yeah. And it's wild. Like, it's a wild feeling. Like, you remember when you guys saved her and Ingvild kind of, and Etni had a moment and did this. Like and he like sat back and was just like drained and like you get it now like yeah mm-hmm. um so why don't you give me that defy danger that is a failure oh. give me that number would you six you don't have a bonus to no nope. uh, oh plus zero yeah okay well I'll Perfect take an XP. XP god damn it that's the literally so, worst failure so that's the worst failure so, I could so, have so who whose memories do you think you get pulled into. I don't know. Does oh. she get pulled into yours or do you get pulled into hers? Oh, this is not what I was expecting. She's not like it's it doesn't go bad that way. Oh, okay. Um so I don't lose the memories. 
No, you're not going to lose the memories. It's just, like, what I will say is I think you should take the stun okay. um, uh, debility, debility for now. Okay. Um, like, this is just going to leave you super drained for a while. Because yeah. um, she is being careful. Yeah. When she rips someone free of, like, all, all emotion and whatnot, like, that's a very, that's a much more conscious choice. Yeah. Is this our first debility on the show? Um, No. Now, Thorns had abilities. Oh, yeah. We used abilities with the curse at Wim Hallahart's castle dungeon thing. Yeah. So, stunned, I believe, is it's wisdom or intelligence, one of the two. It's uh, intelligence. It's intelligence. <laughs> so now you have a minus two to intelligence. <laughs> I'm just an idiot. <laughs> um, so whose memory, like, I guess the question here is, like, do you think your memories are so strong that she kind of gets seduced into coming into them with you? Those are your or, strongest. Yeah, memories. I think so. I think Or that, is she so ravenous that she pulls you into hers? I think if I had picked a different memory, I would pick the latter. Yeah. Also, because that's interesting. I'd like to see her memories. But I think just because of the memories that I did pick, it would be the former. Okay. So, like, I think we get this, like, shot of you at, like, age nine. Yeah. Sitting in your father's study, and he's teaching you to play chess for the first time. And she's hovering in the background. Yeah. Um, and here's what I will say. With that particular... She watches and she's not... She can't interact with you in this memory. Yeah. She can't... Um, she can't do anything. And she's not being threatening. But she also can't leave the room. Because that's not yeah. what the memory is. Like if she opens the door in this memory... It's blank. It's blank out yeah. there. So she has to stay in the room. And she watches you learn to play chess. Um, and she's, there's this weird thing on her face. And you can see this in your like weird nine-year-old vision. Yeah. Where it's like, she's very, she loves this. She yeah. loves seeing mortals and their lives. This is the most amazing thing in the universe to her. Is like just this simple thing between a father and a son. Yeah. She, she has some of, she and, and Jor do share some similarities in thinking that sort of small important things are so amazing yeah but on the other hand when you come out of it that particular memory always has her in it now yes every time you remember learning chess you remember her being over your shoulder just that particular day there are other memories you have of of learning chess with your dad that don't have her in there but that particular one yeah she's always there oh interesting okay yeah and she pulls she comes out of it and she like closes her eye and she's like and you you come out of it like having like super mellowed out like yeah she's like that was a little far i'm I'm sorry sometimes it's it's a little wild are you okay uh yeah i you know i think i'll be okay i mean i think duncan looks really spooked yeah because she also looks like glowing healthy like just the like Mm-hmm. Picture of health. Picture of health. And yeah. maybe even before she came to feed, Brim and Duncan were like joking around. Like they were yeah. laughing. They were talking about something. They had an animated conversation. But yeah. now Brim just seems really like... Yeah. Stunned. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, favor for a favor. Yeah. I'll... Thank you. I'll... I'll try and find a partner soon. Someone who's more interested in doing this sort of thing. I don't think Brim minded it that much. No, she's looking for somebody who's like actively interested in this sort of experience. Yeah. 
Like, I think throughout her life, she's had people who, like, she's really close with, who she does this with, like, and feeds consistently so she doesn't get weird and, like, do this weird stuff to people. Yeah. It's it's a weird thing for her because it's, oh, I've got to eat or I'll wither away and just be stuck on the ground for all eternity because mm-hmm. I won't die either. Yeah. But also, it's it's so intimate. I think, I think that Brim kind of justifies it in a way it's like, this person is probably going to be around me in some way in some capacity for the rest of my life unless i say something so it's like not it doesn't seem like it of course it weirds them out but it isn't it's not like you know world shattering to have somebody like invade mm-hmm. that space because i think he realizes basically how much time he's going to be around this person does it help that she took the time to really talk you through it all yeah that she so. didn't just yeah she i didn't don't... just be like i'm hungry can i just have it it's going to be no problem like she didn't yeah. like try and lead you on about any of it yeah exactly yeah and i think when she says partner you you understand that this this sort of thing could be the foundation of like a really strong friend friendship yeah with somebody so yeah so so what's duncan's view on this because you already have a complicated yeah feelings and situation with ingvild i i think he's like shocked and very you know taken aback that he witnessed that whole thing but also understands the relationship that you two have yeah, with each other. And that Etni did the same thing. But at the same time, has it clear in his own mind that he's like, I, I'm not No, thank you. I think I think uh, after this, she says, both of you should get some sleep. I'll take watch tonight. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm just sort of wanders to sleep.